The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It's time to talk money. (laughs) Nothing to see here. This is the show where money meets politics. We will answer your financial questions. We do manage money Monday through Friday. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. And we have a ton of fun with this show. Long story short, he said you're offending a whole group of people. Well, duh. (laughs) We don't want them. Well, I didn't do anything wrong, and now I'm going to plead the fifth. So screw you. Yeah. Like, really? I mean, you know, I had to screw you, of course, but (laughs) we've done this show for 20 years. I'm getting sick of winning. Winning. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, if you want to join us on the air, we'll welcome Tom in Boston. Don in Rochester. Rambo Jim in North Tonawanda. It's hard to believe that 20 years has gone by so fast. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. Mike Hayflick, Ron Reinstein sitting in for the guys this week, and uh, happy to do so. Absolutely. Always love being here. Um, Ron and I have really developed, I think, probably a, a real strong friendship this year, but we also have now tag-teamed on helping people with Social Security claiming. So uh, it's always cool to get back together and, uh, and do this. And I guess we're kind of steering this WBEN cruise ship along. Right, Frank? We're the guys today? I mean, you are the guys today. <laughs> the guys. Yeah. Well, not where well, we won't uh, we won't use other adjectives. Okay. No. Just the guys. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, we've got uh, Frank I mean, here. I mean, I would use one, but I it shouldn't be said on air. <laughs> I'll, I'll do the beep. Beep. Yeah, and uh, we have Corey screening calls here today. So thanks, guys. Uh, trying to make us sound as as good as we can be. Um, so much to talk about today. So much to talk about. We got the Jeffrey Epstein death. Um, conspiracy or just plain old incompetence. Who knows? We'll never know, I bet. No, not at all. Talk a little bit about that. Um, High volatility in the week. Boy, I had a few calls, a few calls this week from clients saying, you know, hey, what's going on? You know, and client reviews, you know, that became a topic midweek. Some recovery then, I think, near the end of the week. Yeah, the last two days haven't been bad. There has been a rebound in the indexes and, but it's a wait and see. It is. And I think I looked at uh, at one of the graphs and it looked like at the very highest moment in the week to the le- very lowest moment, and this wasn't just close of business days, there wasn't even quite a 4% change. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, we used to think of fives and eights and tens as normal. Now I think people see big numbers like 700, 800 on the Dow, and, and there's quite a panic um, we do a good job, I think, with our clients, um, and what I mean by that is they they are pretty informed about what can happen in the markets. The edu- that's a big thing is the education, and then you also have the news, mm-hmm. liberals, you have your Democratic senators cheering on a Trump recession. Yeah, right, right. You how know, cool is that, how right? How cool is that? Never mind this suffering that individuals could go through. No, they don't care. Orange that's actually bad. good because we then they- can't have them get reelected. If they're suffering, that, that means they might may get their votes because they think you'll have to come to all of our, all of we Santa Claus mm-hmm. senators and representatives 
who want to give everything away. So they actually root for it. How disgusting is that? You know, people who finally got back on their feet, maybe out of debt, maybe they're now working, um, maybe things are actually starting to look okay. There's a little bit of that light at the end of the tunnel. And and these these Democrats, they want basically the the tide to turn yet again, and they'd like to see a recession. I mean, it just it shows you exactly exactly what they're hoping for. And um, but yeah, the, the the economic failure is really their their thing, and and it's also division. I want to talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that. The way they want to divide us all into these categories, and I. Personally, and I've talked to a lot of people, probably you, Ron, too, about where I see this, like the division I would like to see. And and I think, you know, I think it makes more sense. The, the division the, they want to see is that if you're not on board with their liberal agenda, their liberal mores, their liberal way of life, yeah, we're the ones that are mentally ill. Exactly. Right. And therefore, we're going to take your guns. Yeah. And I, I think maybe we, we can talk about that at the beginning of this show mm-hmm. because- it just gets you so like if there's nothing that gets my heart racing more, my blood pressure higher, it's that kind of t- conversation. Um, always an open mic session, by the way. Eight zero three zero nine three zero star nine thirty on your cells. One eight hundred six one six nine two three six for all of you WBEN listeners. How about if you're down in the South Florida area and you're listening on WFTL? Um, if you need us uh, throughout the week, folks, here up in Western New York, 716-633-1515. If you're down in the South Florida area, West Palm Beach, Palm Beach Gardens area, Jupiter area, um, Boynton Beach. I mean, there's so many nice areas down in South Florida. If you do need one of us, you can reach us at 561-641-5050. And um, if you're listening, again, use that 800 number, 800 616 uh, give us your opinions on some of these things. Jeffrey Epstein, the volatility. Um, another thing here locally, and I actually, I think, um, I don't know if this was just in New York, but the one-year window now open in New York State for survivors of child abuse to file suit against their alleged abusers. So the big clergy abuse situation, really this one year that they're now allowed or able to submit cases. Mm-hmm. I, I guess they have this, This there, used, there is a law or was a law that said, you know, once you're past, I think, age 23, you cannot submit a case. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a one-year window, and there's a tremendous flood of victims. And, um, boy, just another thing that if that doesn't get your heart racing mm-hmm. and blood boiling over, um, the disgusting, disgusting nature of some of the most trusted people in our society, the clergy, your religious advocates, and breaking in a tremendous way, the trust that that people have built in them and that institution um, with just disgusting acts of of abuse to to people. Um, I I can't tell you. I mean, I've got a friend, a couple people that I am uh, aware of that were affected by this. Um, It goes right to the core of of my hate for things like that. And, um, you know, good luck to anyone out there, victims, their families, I, I don't know what else to say except it's um, it's all across the board. It's not just yeah. with the clergy. And with my father, he was a <clears throat> homicide investigator. He did narcotics, and mm-hmm. he, the last couple of years before he had to retire, that's what he was in is the sex crimes division. And he said to me a couple of years ago, and it really kind of came out of nowhere. I wouldn't say nowhere, but mm-hmm. it had to do after our daughter was born. And it was he goes, this stuff still bugs me. Yeah, out of everything he saw in almost like a thirty year career, sure. Dealing with these crimes and the, the allegations, yep. all the above, he goes, it still bothers me. My dad has been retired since like 07. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you, you can only hope that the law enforcement, that the attorneys that are now you know very prevalent out there um, discussing this, the victims, and and I hope I hope the 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 diocese of Buffalo's leadership doesn't go into the corner of you know we need to protect our own mm-hmm. now will that damage will will true transparency damage the institution of the the Roman Catholic Church here locally yes but it could also for the long term improve it mm-hmm. it could show people that you know what there isn't perfection none of us have perfection but but they're heading toward the transparency and the disclosure and the healing that these victims deserve. So anyway, just wanted to mention that. That was a big deal this week. And, um, and the other thing, how about the left? You know, some of our reps, uh, Tlaib, Omar, Senator Harris, we got a nice clip to play later. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're still losing. I, I don't know how. I just don't know how. Um, in November, anyone can go into, you know, I guess behind the, the, the boards or whatever we do now and put a vote in for any of these people that, again, we, they talk about division. They, they remember the, the shooting of this, mm-hmm. of this week or past the two weeks? Um, immediately, within 10 minutes, they, they said it's, gun. It's a, yeah, it's, it was it's guns. a gun. It's a Trump supporter. It's Trump's rhetoric. And the, the thing with Tlaib and um, her other buddy, Omar, mm-hmm. I love the fact that Democrats are now up in arms right. that Israel does not want two anti-Semites I in know. their country. I know. Oh, I, well, my God. But, like, at the border. Right. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. We don't We don't want, yeah. Oh, no, that's different. Exactly. That's different. Well, but how dare you not allow these two women and their rhetoric right. and the organizations that support them that want to wipe Israel off the map? And right. Israel's like, nah. Unbelievable. It's it's I don't even want to insult middle schoolers because, you know, it's yeah, not quite back to school time. But, you know, a 10, 11, 12 year olds often get like into these kinds of little, you know, uh, squabbles yes. about, well, you didn't invite me and now you did, but I'm not coming. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it sounds like. It feels like that. As soon as as soon as um, Mr. Netanyahu and his his ministers mm-hmm. said, Oh, we understand. So if you're not going to come here and tout boycotts of Israel, if you mm-hmm. just want to come to see your grandmother, Rep. Tlaib, um, we'll let you do that. And we, she we, said Like no. within minutes, yeah. they said, sure, we will grant you this exception. Then she comes out, of course, of course, and makes it political yet again. And I love the one comment. One com- comment was, well, it appears that um, uh, uh, Representative Tlaib's hatred for Israel it trumps the um, love that she has for her grandmother, and mm-hmm. I thought, how that's like exactly right. Here yes. she is saying, "Well, I don't know if this will be. The, this might be the last time I see her." And we all have family that we love and want to see and and cherish that. Mm-hmm. So now she's going to turn it political, even even when it comes to seeing her own grandmother. Give me a break. Give me a break. So anyway, if you're just tuning in, we are the Financial Guys. Mike Hayflick, Ron Reinstein in today for Mike Lomas and Glenn Wiggle. They'll be back. Actually, Glenn's going to be calling in. He cannot resist to talk about some of the things about Jeffrey Epstein. Um, I think I want to have him chime in on the economy a little bit. Talk about those Mm -hmm. inverted yield rates. You know, a lot of things going on. Um, in Hong Kong, unrest, U.S.-China trade still unresolved for the most part. There's been delays in kicking the can down the road on that. The inverted yield curve, what on earth is that? So I think I'm going to get Glenn's insight on that a little bit later, so stay tuned. Um, I think we're going to take a quick break here, and uh, when we get back, um, we're going to pick up on some of these topics. If you'd like to join us, 803-0930, star 930 from your cell. 
1-800-616-9236 for all of our friends here in the western New York, Ontario, even as far out to Rochester, and also if you're in the South Florida market. All right, so we will be right back here on News Radio 930 WBEN. You're listening to The Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll-free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. All righty, welcome back. You have the financial guys steering the WBEN cruise ship for these two hours, one to three every Saturday. Now doing podcasts, too. I had a chance to take part in one of those, um, you know, with Mike Lomas. And got to listen to some of these podcasts, guys. We, we It's kind of a mini version of our show. And it can get a little saltier, I'll say, yeah. because... Um, it's a little bit unfiltered. A little bit un- more unfiltered than, than we need to be here, which um, which is okay. We, we don't want to be thrown off the air. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, here we are, Ron Reinstein and I, and uh, always an open mic session, as you know, 803-0930, star 930 from the cell, and 1-800-616-9236 if you want to chime in about anything we're talking about here. Got to look at this text, Ron. Um, what about when Trump said you can only get away with shooting immigrants in the panhandle? How is that a leader that unites? Okay, I, I mean, it, being facetious, and if that word's too big, yeah. that means sarcasm. Everything that he says is taken at face value. Sorry that we don't have time to really monitor every liberal freakout that occurs yeah, yeah. every five minutes. Listen, So I, let's talk about <laughs> uniting. Let's look at AOC, who, and interestingly enough, the New York Post was reporting mm-hmm. 10 donations came from her district for her re-election campaign. Must be 10,000, 10 yeah, million? Yeah, I mean, so or just where's 10? all the other money coming from? Literally 10? Hmm. Yeah, literally, so, that's what it was saying in the post. So the number of donations yeah. in her own district matches, matches her IQ. Yeah. Good for, for her. Yeah, and let's talk about the <laughs> uniting. Unreal. Oh, my gosh, yeah. She's done. So ICE, agencies, agents, four attacks yeah. due to her rhetoric because they're the concentration camps. Right. That is just offensive it's, to it's, even it's, label it that. It's a, it's a yeah. right to the right to the core of hate that Absolutely. that type of comment. And and to talk about having a lack of understanding of any history whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, to even say that. Listen, we we all know Trump. We know him from when he wasn't president. We know him when going backwards when he was running. We know him when he would talk about, well, maybe I'll run for president. Well, let's and, stop there the for apprentice. a second. Sure. Out of all the times, so Trump's what seventy now. So let's just go like the last forty, fifty years because there's not a camera, right. there's not a reporter, there's nothing that Trump would ever say. No, I don't want to talk. How many right. times does he label a racist up until two thousand sixteen? Yeah, not at all. Thank you. Not at all. But now he is. He just, you know what? And I don't mean this in a negative way. He's got all sorts of flaws. I mean, let's face it. Mm -hmm. But that's one thing I would say is he does not pick and choose who he's going to berate. Nope. Who he's going to insult. He insults incompetence. That's what he does. And guess what, folks? What you should be doing is thinking... You you don't take Trump literally. You take him seriously. Okay. You can take Talib and Omar and Harris and Sanders. You can take them literally because when they say they want to transform our country and become socialist, they mean it. They they really do believe that anyone who doesn't support them are racist. Yeah. And you know what that does? It completely shuts down any conversation you can have. And, and, and then you say, well, why are they in office then? Because mm-hmm. they're supposed to listen and provide 
people, their constituency, with feedback. You can't provide people with feedback if you've already labeled them racist. Give me a break. These people, you know, it, it, it does. It gets so disgusting that you can barely, I don't know, you, you got to almost laugh about anymore, it because, because you get so frustrated. For all the go-getters that want to have this country turn to a socialistic economy, Answer me this. Answer anyone in, in our office or anyone that thinks differently from you. Right. How many people have left a capitalist country in the middle of the night where they were yeah. to have a better way of life? Right. Exactly. I, oh, I would love to hear I, one I can't answer. take it. Customers showed up at my, my shop doors today and they bought my merchandise and I made a profit and my family's eating and we're actually succeeding and flourishing. I better flee the country. No, yeah. that does not happen. It happens when there are cruel regimes, when there are socialist leaders that, that think they have all the answers. And they can't trust anybody else to figure it out. Correct. So frustrating. So anyway, again, Trump, you know what? <laughs> For all that he is or isn't, you don't take him literally. He has a sense of sarcasm. He has a sense of showmanship. If you can't distinguish that between what people truly think they would do if they can can write all the mm -hmm. policy, then you've got a really a big problem. I mean, give me a break. Well, actually, he also responded, I voted for Trump and I regret it. Well, you know what? I voted for Obama in 08. I regret that, too. You know, maybe so maybe they regret it. Maybe the person here on the text board regrets voting for Trump because because they're not going to get as much handed to him. Yeah. Maybe because now they think, oh, no, I might actually have to contribute. Oh, my goodness. I can't just sit back and let everyone else hand it to me. Give me oh, a no. break. And that's the way that, that that left has often tried to divide. Let's think of all the ways we can divide each other by gender. OK, let's go. It's the females against the males. OK. How about sexual orientation? We could divide ourselves by that, too. How about religion? We were talking about the disgusting clergy abuse that has gone mm -hmm. on. Let's divide ourselves on religious basis. Let's do it by, um, by political affiliation. Great. We could do that, too. Let's do it by um, ethnicity, right? And there's so many other ways. How about we do this? Here's my idea. How about we divide us all by contributors versus the non-contributors, Okay. We are in favor of those who want to contribute. What does that mean? It means if you're able-bodied and can get up and go contribute to society, whether it's volunteering, whether it's working, whether it's starting your own business, then please do that. If you can and don't, then that's disgusting. If you think you can just sit there and let everybody else earn a living, raise children, send them to college, pay for college, then try to retire with a nest egg mm -hmm. and enjoy a retirement. You think all those people should do that while you don't contribute? To me, that's disgusting. But that's the mindset. Well, Th that, and, But that's the problem. Let's divide that way, though. Yeah. Let's talk about whatever race, ethnicity, religious orientation, uh, or sexual orientation you are. Let's talk about all those folks who do contribute. Let's band together and say enough. Enough of the entitlements. Enough of trying to do, you know, to get something for doing nothing. Well, that's, that's the other what I'd thing like too, to do. Is where they want to make the change to immigrants that come in that you're not going to get welfare. Right. Racist. That's racist. Everything is racist, but yeah. yet other countries do the same thing. Right. Why don't you go there yeah. and cry? It, it, yeah. I mean, leave but, the, leave the U.S. if you think yeah. it's so unfair. You it, know. Exactly. Give me a break. Um, we got a lot of callers lined up. We got Kevin, Neil, Rick, Johnny. Um, stay, stay here on board, guys. We are going to definitely get to you. Um, we're going to be getting Glenn Wiggle um, on the line shortly. 
Um, always an open mic session, as you know, 8030930, star 930 on your cell. Um, if you need us throughout the week, folks, we do manage money for a living. Um, one thing, well, a couple things Mike and Glenn did years ago is they became an independent firm. So all that means is we can go out to the marketplace and find the best tools for you. We don't have to use a small little uh, a kind of a list of, of the, the, the right tools for our company. No, we can find all the tools and figure out what fits you. We go to work for you. Absolutely. We don't go to work for a bigger company. We go right. to work for you. And I, I kind of think of it like this. We're wearing your uniform. Your name is on our uniform, meaning we're all on your team, um, not just trying to self-serve our own interests at all. Um, and then we also have a tremendous team, a collaborative team of specialists. Um, you're going to be hearing from some of the specialists um, a little bit later. Um, I think we're going to take a quick break here. And um, a little bit later, you're going to hear from Glenn Wiggle and a few of our other colleagues and friends. So stay tuned here. you got Mike Hayflick, Ron Reinstein. We are the Financial Guys. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll-free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. Alrighty, welcome back. We are the Financial Guys. Mike, hey, Flick, Ron Reinstein sitting in here this week for Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas. And um, if you do think like us, folks, uh, if you listen to the first half hour, you might get a sense of where, where um, I'd say our firm stands, you know, on Believes, a lot of these yeah. ludicrous things that go on, you know, very what seem like common sense. But I remember someone quoting um, common sense is not common, you know, in all cases. <laughs> and I think we do find that, that, you know, things that you'd think that it's just it's it's like there's got to be a 100% agreement on this one you know issue mm -hmm. and you find that no it's almost like someone said no the sky's not blue like you, you think to yourself wait i think it is i i'm pretty sure it's blue nope it's not look it again right like how do you, i don't, i just don't get it um but that's the division um the the, the division theme mm -hmm. and the division strategy right that's all they want because that's all they got. They need contention. They don't want to talk sometimes about those policies that can really help or hurt people. Great text came in. Um, I bought a house two years ago, had a baby boy, got a job in the past year that pays over $40,000. I'm 28. And his last comment was, I'm not a dumb. And, and Ron and I were sitting here saying- We want people to succeed. Yeah, it doesn't this even is, matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who the president is, who your senators are. No. We don't sit here saying like, boy, we want everyone to be held back, although that's the theme. Right that Democrats are going to always pitch is and, we're racist. We want to hold people back. It's about us having our money. Right. On and on the list goes. Believe me. I, we. How often do you have to really swallow hard, you know, th those folks on the right? If you're a Republican, mm -hmm. we had to swallow hard through many Bush years when he'd, we'd say he spends money like a drunken sailor, just like the yeah. rest of them. Like he's he's trying to do things that aren't funded either. So it's not a left right, it's not a democrat republican thing. Success can can reach all households, right? All households. And if you can't just appreciate that and hope for that, then there's something wrong with you. 
If you exactly. don't want you don't want your neighbors from two, three neighborhoods away to also be successful like this guy or or young uh, young woman. I don't know. I, I can't tell from the text, but success, getting a house, having a baby boy, what a blessing, and then having a job. I mean, give me a break. Um, we actually have uh, Glenn Wiggle calling in. Um, Glenn, I'm going to pull you in. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, we're good. We're a little fired up today. I said, I don't know if I drank too much coffee or what, but... I hear. Well, you know, my mom always told me that if you put your mind to something, you could succeed and, and you could accomplish that, no matter what it is, no matter how difficult it is. And, right. You know, positivity breeds positivity. You know, yes. you see that in our office environment. You see that in a lot of cases. Negativity, on the other hand, sometimes breeds negativity. And, you know, that I can't do attitude, mm-hmm. it's not your fault attitude, you know, unfortunately, just simply holds people back and right. changes their mindset from a can-do mindset to I can't because somebody else is you know, got their thumb on my, you know, my success or whatever. And right, right. true. Your success or your failure largely is dependent upon what you do in your own individual actions. And you know, that's what we preach. Of course, the financial firm is being self-reliant and, you know, taking advantage of market volatility, which means being proactive and mm-hmm. active in your life. And you're proactive with how you manage your investments. And, you know, you, you'll, you'll find more success. And we don't have a list of demographic data in our office that says, oh, because this is your sexual orientation or this is your this is your race and this is your gender, this is how successful you can be. I mean, we don't do that, right? <laughs> no, and that doesn't matter because, you know, you look at uh, Dr. Carson, right? right. You know, you mm-hmm. look at other, uh, you know, whether it be African-American or Latino, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts. I mean, gosh, the president of the United States, right? Yeah, Barack Obama, all sorts of success. I mean, that right there should say you can accomplish anything you set your mind to, no matter what your, like you said, your race your, sure. or your religion. It doesn't make a difference. But I think matter. the big difference, though, too, there, Glenn, is I don't disagree, is that they just don't want to do the, they don't want to take the time. They don't want to take the effort. Mm-hmm. Just if you tell some people, ask, like, how many hours a week I work, I'm like, I don't, it's 50, 60 hours a week. Right. But and, if we're it, in a school system where you are being indoctrinated from, from preschool to being told that, there are other people that hold the keys to your success or hold the keys to holding you back. Mm-hmm. You can't do things without the help of other. I mean, think about it. You didn't build that. Somebody else made that. Happen. That's right. Somebody else was responsible for that, right? Mm-hmm. Barack Obama saying that instead of saying, look, look what I achieved. Look what I've gotten to. I became president, for goodness sake. It was the opposite. Right. I hear you. Hey, so I <laughs> we were chatting throughout the week, and I, I said, Glenn, you're off, but but you just were so so really passionate about a couple of things going on. I know I wanted to talk to you just briefly about the markets, and and there, there's such, un, well, I don't know if it's unprecedented, but very, very high volatility this past week. Can you just real briefly mention this thing about the inverted uh, yield curve? And I mean, that's out in the news, and I can't believe that 98% of people out there are probably not even sure what that means, even financial advisors, by, that, by the way. <laughs> Right. It's very simple. Is that normally in a normal yield curve, the farther you lock your money up, the more you're rewarded for that with a higher interest rate. When you have an inversion of the yield curve, it means that the long-term rates dip below the short-term rates. And what happened on Wednesday was the 10-year Treasury note briefly dipped below the two-year note. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that sent the market into a panic mode. Historically, the inverted yield curve has been a pretty decent uh, you know, pre-leading you know, indicator you know, when it comes to a recession. And we're always going to have recessions, right? That's the normal business cycle. It's how you position your portfolio and how you, you, you know, set yourself up to take advantage of any sort of market volatility. But I will say this also, when it comes to whether that's a, a proper indicator or not, um, the average recession didn't happen for two years 
at that indicator. And a recession, you know, is, is a normal part of the business cycle. It doesn't mean it's going to be a 2008 mm-hmm. uh, uh, almost depression. I mean, a, a recession could be as simple as a half a point pullback in, in our economic growth rate. But based sure. on this week's uh, economic numbers and the economic numbers we're seeing in other places, like retail sales, which were better than expected, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's other leading indicators that would kind of offset that. Janet Yellen actually came out and said, look, there's a lot of, and as, as with John Thurow, our own uh, financial analyst in our office, mm-hmm. there's a lot of international pressure forcing money into our U.S. Treasury notes. I mean, you know, the German bond is now negative, right? So the, a lot of that foreign money flowing into our, you know, long-term Treasury notes are driving those, or, or, uh, driving those interest rates down. And it may be having an impact that may make this less of a, um, let's say, you know, uh, confidence, less confidence in that particular uh, indicator. Right. right. And the other thing, too, Glenn, like the negative yield curve actually happened a couple of times in the 90s. It happened in 95 a couple of times. It happened in 1998, but the recession didn't start until 2001. So, I mean, this isn't yeah. like, it, it, I don't want to say like it's a one-off, but I mean, it, it very well, I mean, how accurate can we say this is a predictor right. that a recession's around the corner? We know that's what Democrats want, but from the fundamental side of it, does it mean it's going to happen starting you know next quarter yeah it's a predictor amongst about probably a dozen to to maybe two dozen other predictors Mm -hmm. right so you got to just you got to put it into context and into uh into kind of i guess the bigger picture of the of all of this hey hey glenn how about jeffrey epstein conspiracy or just incompetence i think i think well (laughs) it's hard to have this many pieces go wrong right you set up these types of things to have four, five, six fail safes, right? Mm-hmm. In a cell by himself, you know, you, you shouldn't have had a bed sheet in there. There shouldn't have been an upper bunk that he could have potentially thrown himself off of. There should have been guards that were, you know, not sleeping. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, minimally <laughs> not sleeping. To be honest here, every single thing that had to go wrong for him to be allowed potentially uh, or allegedly to hang himself, mm-hmm. every single thing that had to go wrong did go wrong, right? And so when you start to rack up all these different coincidences, the, the psychiatrist took him off of suicide watch. The, the two <laughs> guards, which the story's changed, by the way. Originally, the two guards were just not paying attention and falsified their records. Then we, then we learned that they, maybe they were sleeping for a few hours. Then we learned that it was a, it was a stand-in guard that wasn't a, was not a normal uh, a person that was working that shift. Don't forget the video wasn't working either. Yeah, and the video of, yeah. Like yeah, because they could look yeah. down the corridor of the prison, mm-hmm. right? But they couldn't put them into the, actually face them into the cells. But those yeah, those went out camera, too? Yep, that went out. And the warden that has been there, he's suddenly been transferred. There hasn't been a suicide in that center in, I think it was, I reading, like 30 years. Right. And <laughs> now the medical examiner is basically saying that his death, basically, it has it's not like from hanging yourself, it's that he has like a broken neck, which is almost impossible to do yeah. if you're hanging yourself. Yeah, so there's been, again, the conflicting reports about, you know, the, the potential for strangulation versus, you know, suicide. And, and the the New York coroner, I believe, yesterday came out and said, no, 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 he probably threw himself off the top bunk. I'm sure that was fine. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't want to be the next on the, uh, on the Hillary hit list. So, I, I mean, I think it's very um, convenient. Uh, for him to be removed from the potential for testifying. Mm-hmm. I just hope that they continue to move forward with all the ancillary players, because when you're a child, a child sex trafficker, which is exactly what he was, he wasn't just a, a sexual predator. He was a trafficker. He was trafficking 
uh, underage girls to high, you know, high up, uh, very powerful politicians, right. being allegedly, uh, you know, royal, the royal family, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and so, I just, I hope that the the authorities, you know, continue or Bill Barr or even whatever. But I would like to, I wish the media would participate, right? This is so frustrating because the media is like, oh well, what the next thing? Oh, Trump's a racist. Like, if we had an honest media, if we had a media that was actually interested in anything except for, for taking down Trump, mm-hmm. they would be talking to psychiatrists. They'd be trying to find out where the warden was transferred. They'd be stalking his house and waiting to try to get an interview and stuffing a microphone in his face saying, right. what, happened? what happened? You don't see any of that stuff going on. It's like, oh, well, I guess he's gone right back to Trump's a racist, and let's just continue to follow the narrative. I mean, it's really a shame because there's, this goes past just Epstein. There are other people in this network, when you're a trafficker, you rely on people to source some of these folks to you, these, these children, these, 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 you know, these poor kids. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people like Brislaine Maxwell, who they just spotted in an, in an out burger this past week in, in, right. in L.A. Um, so I hope that they, you know, they, they, the wheels of justice continue to move, you know, for these victims of, of uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, but the fact that they allowed him, whether it be a suicide or a homicide, how they allowed that to happen... I mean, think about this. They took Manafort, right? Mm-hmm. They put him in solitary confinement for months, right, to, to try to break him, essentially. But they called it, you know, he was his own you know, safety. We wanted to keep him rest of the – why didn't they do the same thing with Epstein? Why didn't they put him in a solitary confinement with, with paper sheets and nothing possible that you could possibly do to hurt yourself? Right. They right. should have taken care of him like he was the Fabergé egg of some sort, right? That right. He was, you know, uh, in a rubber room where he couldn't possibly do any – any potential harm to himself. But the fact they allowed it to happen, the, the sad part is what frustrates me so much is that when you get to these types of bureaucracies, the FBI, the, the prison system, whatever, nobody's ever held accountable for this. No. It just it drives me insane. In fact, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking to uh, uh, Andrew Pollack, who is Meadows' father. You know, he's got a new book coming out. He's, he's, he's looking for, for answers and, and justice for Meadow. You know, he thought, lost his daughter in the Parkland shooting. You look at the incompetence mm-hmm. in these bureaucracies and, and, the, and the frustrating fact that nobody is ever held responsible. Nobody is ever held accountable. And sadly, I think, unfortunately, the same thing will happen with this prison system. You know, the psychologists won't be held accountable. The prison guard won't be held accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the uh, you know, the uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the head of the prison won't be held accountable. It's, it's a real shame. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if there will be more shocking type of you know, air quotes, suicides or, you know, one single plane crash accident, Mm -hmm. things like that. I I also would like to to know, and I I, I want it from a very neutral party. I don't know if if there is a neutral party in this entire, um, in this whole story, but I'd like to see that guy's body. I want to know that he actually died. Right, right. Or is he sitting on his island, you know, a different island this time? Seriously. I mean, with the, the money he had and the money that he had around him, um, who's to say? I mean, they, they, what, turn the cameras off? Let's get them out. Let's get them through a back door. Let's get them under the, you know, under the prison and out the, you know, into the, the whatever, the I mean, escape door and that off he goes. That tell secrets. That's what it is. And it's an issue that, like you said, Glenn, like the royal parties involved. I mean, look at the Bill Clinton. I only met him one time. I only flew with him one time. It's like, no, flight records show you were on his plane 27 times. And why would Google feverishly mm-hmm. scrub images with you and Epstein if it was just one time? It's an issue that extends across both sides of the aisle, society mm-hmm. as a whole, and it's disgusting. And now, it, now the cover-up, I mean, obviously is beginning. It's yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. You start to put the pieces together when you put some of the different pieces together. Like uh, Mueller's one of the star witnesses in the Mueller case, 
uh, just was arrested within the last couple months for trafficking a 12-year-old boy to the United States. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you start to connect all these different type of, you know, high-power people in, you know, whether it be government or whatever, uh, and we've got a huge problem. You know, the, you got the the the, the, uh, the gangs in, in, in the UK mm-hmm. with with the, with the authorities there trying to sweep things under the rug and not, you know, don't, nothing to see here. Um, and it's very frustrating. We, I mean, we should be protecting our children, you know, like we protect our, our ideals. I mean, there are more Absolutely. resources. So the fact that we couldn't keep this guy from killing himself or being killed, depending on uh, if we ever actually get an answer on that, mm-hmm. um, we couldn't keep him from, you know, alive so that he could, you know, point the fingers, testify, and roll over, and, and you know, and and uh, and, and take down other people is, is really just a travesty to me. Pretty disgusting. Well, hey, listen, thanks for, for calling into your show. <laughs> That's a pretty good way to put it. Really, folks, if you're just tuning in, Glenn Wiggle uh, on the line with us, Mike Hayflick, Ron Reinstein in here, uh, you know, filling in for Mike and Glenn. And um, anything else? You got anything else, Glenn? That's it. You know, whether when the markets start to get choppy, you know, don't panic. Don't make panic decisions. You know, just there's two different types of people. There's those that are still working. Mm-hmm. Great opportunity. You should be looking forward to a market correction. You should be increasing your 401k and, and uh, not saying we're going to have anything more than we've already had, but, you know, certainly take advantage of it. If you're somebody who's already retired, you know, you should have a, a short-term bucket of money that you're using for your current income needs. If you have current income needs, from a financial planning standpoint, if you're still working, you know, assess your lifestyle, assess your job security. You know, if we go into a recession, which just means a slowdown in the economy, it's not a market crash or anything. Sure. Just make sure you have a safety fund. You know, make sure you don't have to go and liquidate securities uh, when markets are down. You know, make sure you've got, if we do go through a, you know, a correction of, you know, some time to, to allow your investments to recover. And you can't do that if you don't have cash reserves on hand. So, you know, make sure you got an emergency fund if you're somebody who's still working. But, you know, give yourself an opportunity through things like rebalancing to make subtle adjustments and take advantage of any market dips that we get. Sounds good. Glenn, thanks for calling in. And thanks, uh, I know you'll be back in a couple weeks. I think next week we actually have Carl Palladino, Russ Thompson, David Pietro filling in. And I'll remind everyone about that later again. But thanks again. Thank you, guys. Have a great show. All right. You got it, Glenn. Thanks. That was Glenn Wiggle, uh, one of the regulars, Glenn Wiggle, Mike Lomas, our co, um, I guess, the partners that formed the Financial Guys over 20 years ago now. So um, love to get Glenn's insight um, on, on some of these topics. And sometimes you just can't resist between Mike and Glenn. Even when they're off, they got to call in. <laughs> um, and on Glenn's point, um, and we'll take a quick break in just a moment here, but um, to Glenn's point, you know, the market volatility will never end. I mean, you know, what's that expression about change? You know, the only thing that, that remains the same is change. Like, mm-hmm. there's always change. Well, the, mar- the markets can change. Interest rates can change. The political environment can change. Everything changes. But if you want to go through our very unique homework process, maybe you're considering retirement soon. Maybe it's even like three to five years down the road. You're not sure if it's possible. You might have old 401k um, uh, plans, accounts that nobody's watching over. Um, I, you know, I know what we'll do in our investment division, um, independent investment division uh, led by, um, gosh, a great team of people, 175 years of experience on that team. Two CFAs. Two CFAs. Chartered financial analysts is like literally like a, like the doctor squared. I mean, a couple mm-hmm. doctors in, in, you know. And and what they'll do is they'll respond to the to the volatility. They don't know it's coming. We don't have a crystal ball. But what they'll do is respond. They responded right at the beginning of the year when we had that kind of uh, brutal um, last quarter of eighteen. They also responded when the markets were high, just at the end of April into early May. 
they responded. They tweaked the investments to take advantage, right? So if you do need us throughout the week, folks, 716-633-1515. If you're in the South Florida markets, 561-641-5050. You can also like us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter at FinGuys. Um, thefinancialguys.com. It will show you TFG Academy seminars coming up, which um, I guess I could plug this right now, mm-hmm. um, a social security claiming strategy seminar that Ron and I will be um, co-presenting. Um, that's on Wednesday, August 28th. It's at 6.15 p.m. So if you do work the normal nine to five shift, it should give you time to have a quick bite to eat and come on over to our office, 305 Spindrift in Williamsville to register, 633-1515. Um, We're going to take a very quick break, and uh, we will be right back. We are Mike Hayflick, Ron Reinstein, The Financial Guys. Don't go away. You're listening to The Financial Guys. To reach Glenn and Mike now, call 803-0930, toll free at 800-616-WBEN, and cell calls are free at star 930. Live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back. The financial guys here, Mike Hayflick, Ron Reinstein, filling in this week. You're listening to News Radio 930 WBEN. As always, um, here uh, Saturdays one to three, and um, talking a little bit about our team. We have such a collaborative team. Um, what I really find is, um, you know, as you try to launch divisions and you try to get a collaborative team, you got to find the right people. You got to find people that are truly specialists that actually have the skill set to do that and, and know help what people they are saying. That know is what the they're saying. Biggest Abs- thing, folks. No doubt, and and it's it's not it's not like you just turn the light switch on and say, oh, we're collaborative, and hey, we've got specialists. No, it's with activity. It's with constant communication with our clients and prospective clients through workshops and and so forth. And I I think what I've really enjoyed is it's like is the word palpable? Like it's a palpable feeling now when you go to work. We enter our offices at 305 Spindrift, and I truly have that feeling like we are collaborative. How do I know that? Because I'm gonna have, I'm gonna pull in uh, uh, one of our colleagues, friends, Mike Sparaza. Mike leads up the property and casualty side of our firm now, and what he he does, he'll see our clients, he'll see other other people coming in to get help on mm-hmm. auto, home, umbrella policies, and so forth. And the reason I know this is such a great feeling is. I see my own clients in our office and I think, wait, I didn't think I was seeing them today. Oh, no, I'm not. They're seeing Mike Speranza or they're seeing Tom Canava, a wealth management attorney, or or they're seeing uh, one of our Medicare reps or health insurance agents. So I want to bring Mike on. Hey, Mike, are you there, pal? I am here. Thank you. Hey, uh, yeah, I, I was just saying, like, our team has become so collaborative that that there's just such a sense of, of, of enthusiasm um, up and down our hallways and in, in our rooms. And um, I, I know you wanted to just share about a, kind of a success story of this past week. Yeah, just to give you what, you know, tackle what you were saying there, you know, when they those clients come through and they see all about the, they, they're happy, they got smiles on their face, they're happy they took care of whatever they needed that day. So it really is nice bringing everybody in. But to give an example, one of your clients just yesterday I was working with, uh, he had just above – you know, just to step up above state minimum auto limits, 
what we did for him because he asked about liability and if it was enough. Mm-hmm. I said, look, what I can do is I can I can increase your auto liability limits, increase a couple other coverages like personal injury protection, give him more coverage in the event of an accident or a claim, and on top of that, increase his home coverages a little bit, increase the liability there, huh. and we added an umbrella, which is a million dollars of extra liability on top of both of those policies, and he actually came out paying the same that he was with all those reduced limits that he had beforehand. And he was thrilled because now he's getting the best bang for his buck. He's getting, you know, he's not going to increase premium, but he's going to get, you know, five times the coverage that he has now. It's unbelievable. I mean, and, and being financial planners, a lot of people think it's all about accumulation of wealth. It's not. It's about, it's about first protection. Who, who are you? Who do you have that's special in your life? We need to make sure there's some protection built around this plan. Um, we do it with life insurance. We do it, you know, people do it with automobile insurance, with uh, homeowners insurance. The umbrella policy, Mike, I want you to just go into a bit, a minute or two of detail on why do people need umbrella liability policies? What, what things are not insured beyond, you know, if you have an automobile accident and there's some liability, I know it's built into those policies. Homeowners insurance, I thought that if something happened at your home, there should be some kind of liability built in. What are these umbrella policies for, and who should be really thinking about um, about securing those? Well, the first thing I'll say is, I mean, we all hear the commercials on TV. We see the billboards, right? If you're hurt in a vehicle or, you know, my, my attorney got this much mm-hmm. insurance company and beyond. So, you know, the lawsuits are out there, and that's for things, again, simple things. You're driving a car, you get in an accident. Maybe you injure somebody and they can never work again. You know, if you have 100, 300 liability limits and they can only get 100,000 from you, that might not cut it. Mm. You know, a high-income earner that's suing you or, you know. (laughs) Good one. I like how you slipped that in there. That was pretty funny, actually. (laughs) (laughs) um, You know, certain things, you know, again, a simple car accident or your your, your children have friends over and a kid gets injured in a pool. Yeah. Um, You know, these are all things where they can... They can definitely, people will sue, especially in today's day and age. And that umbrella, if nothing else, it gives you peace of mind. Mm-hmm. You know you have enough liability coverage if someone were to sue you. Awesome. How, how can people get in touch with you? I know just the 633-1515 number. I know exactly where you are, a couple offices down right across from Ron Reinstein in our office. Um, what, what else would you recommend? I would say you call that number. You can email us. At, you know, there's a financial guy's email there. You can go online. Um, my direct number is 716-768-8222. Uh, and again, if you're popping in the office too, we're there every day, Mike, you know that. Yep. And you know that, so we're there every day if you got to pop in as well. Um, you know, just, just get in touch with us. We can give you a complimentary consultation on your current insurance just to see where you're at. Awesome. Oh, if we can help you in any way. Thank you. We love to do that. Thanks, for thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. And, uh, you know, if you do need Mike, 633-1515. We're going to take a quick break. Um, those of you calling in, please stay tuned. We will get right to the calls when we get back.
The following is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. It's time to talk money. But, of course, the media is not covering any of that. If, if you didn't know that from, like, Fox News or something else, you would never know at all. Bernie Sanders owns three homes, and he drives around in an Audi and tells everybody else he's going to save the environment. You should drive little stupid roller skate looking cars. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas, member FINRA SIPC. It takes a stupid person to run in that party, but it takes a dumber person to vote for him. That, my friends, is Democrat privilege. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Alrighty, welcome back to our Western New York community, maybe even down into PA. I know up into Southern Ontario. As far as Rochester, I think we can be heard. Um, some of our friends down in the WFTL 850 in the South Florida markets, maybe they dropped off, but... Folks, you can keep listening to us at radio.com. Just get the WBEN app. Um, I do it frequently now, I mm-hmm. feel. Um, if I can't you know, tune into a car radio or a radio in my office, I feel like I'm getting online. So radio.com, you keep listening to us uh, wherever you are. Um, Mike Hayflick, Ron Reinstein in this week, and it's always an open mic session. Um, Neil, I know Neil had dropped off. He, he may have something else happening. Um, Neil, if you want to call back, we're going to take Rick in just one minute. Um, you can call us here, though, 803-0930, star 930 from your cell. And the 1-800-616-9236 toll-free number from out of the area. And uh, want to go? let's grab yes. Rick and see what Rick has on his mind here. Hey, Rick, thanks for being so patient. Oh, thank you, boy. Thank you bet. How are you? Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, good show so far. Uh, thank you. I don't know if you can help me or not. My wife turned 62 in January. She's 100% disabled due to numerous medical issues. Uh, officially, she worked less than 40 quarters, although she did have uh, tax years where she had a tax number working at the flea market, and I bought her an embroidery machine and things hmm. of that nature. Myself, I'm 54. I've worked for over 40 years, going from a paper route to a pizzeria to installing carpeting. And my current job, which I have 35 plus years with a, a bigger corporation, which mm-hmm. for all those years, um, somebody told me that she, because she's totally disabled and 62, that she may be entitled to some SSI benefits. Is that true, or is there a way to look into that? Yeah. Oh, there's definitely a way to look into it, and we would definitely want to. And, and, and Rick, this is the, the way we look at this. There are a lot of sort of these broad rules that affect many, many people, like you know whether you're just a single, a married, even into the, the divorce-type situations or for the unfortunate widows out there. Um, Social Security benefits have many, many stakeholders. So there's really a couple sides to this. There's the typical traditional Social Security benefits that people become eligible for and then uh, at some point benefit from. 
the other side of this, though, is the, the, the terrible cases like your wife, and I'm, I'm sad to hear that, that this has happened, but the disabled folks, people that have been deemed disabled and could not maybe continue and work and make their own earnings record create a bigger benefit, there definitely are benefits for, for those folks, especially through marriage. The other key, though, is what are the ages? What are those mm-hmm. benefit levels? What is What are the working situations, right, Ron? Yeah. It gets a little more complicated. Um, I think what we'd recommend is maybe calling into our office and let Ron and I um, really collaborate with you. Um, let us do a little digging um, with our back office. We'll actually be talking to one of our key partners in this in this respect um, shortly. But um, I, I can't really give you a solid answer except to say, let's definitely unturn um, every rock to make sure there aren't benefits that are being left out on the table for you. Yeah, I, I understand that. I mean, I just, I mean, I am still gainfully employed. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, back in 2006, I was injured, and I think I uh, kind of got done wrong by SSI because my employer still paid all my uh, payroll, mm-hmm. my benefits, and they paid into SSI. And under our union contract, when I got my workman's compensation settlement, I was off for like 10 months. Mm-hmm. And I tried to go back to SSI and disability because you're not supposed to pay any taxes or things like that on an insurance settlement. Mm-hmm. My, my company basically, they were paying me. So I, I didn't lose a dollar. But I also, on my settlement, they took my whole settlement. And when I called SSI and Disability, New York State Disability, mm-hmm. said there's nothing they can do to refund any cash. You know, it's just. <laughs> Yeah, and you're you're definitely in the in the in kind of that niche of people that you you go down these rabbit holes because of these unfortunate circumstances, and it's sometimes even hard to figure out where did I even enter this rabbit hole? Like like try to get out of that right because you you know these, these are big bureaucracies as as good as they are. I mean, there's a lot of great agents and and representatives in these big institutions, but when it comes down to each individual case. It really is like almost traveling across the country without a GPS, right? It's just, it's like difficult. It's not, it's not as easy as just follow the sun. The sun's going to set in the west and just keep heading that way. I mean, it's just not. Um, again, Rick, please take us up on this. Just call our office, the 633-1515 number. And over maybe the next couple weeks to month or whatever, Let's get together. Let's just sort of hash through it. And I look at this like it's a big puzzle. There's there's so many puzzle pieces in just the traditional situations. Um, in your kind of situation, there's even more puzzle pieces, right? They're almost like no straight edge type uh, pieces on this puzzle. It's It can be difficult. So can you do that for us? Please let us help. Yes. Who do I... Uh Direct it Just direct it to either Mike or Ron um, relating to Social Security, and that'll do it. And we promise to be an advocate for you. We'll do whatever we can to just find some answers for you, okay? Thank you. Oh, you got it. And thanks for being so patient yeah. earlier. All right, don't be a stranger to the show, Rick. Thank you. All right, yeah, folks, when you, um, when you start encountering things like this through any big governmental entity institution— um, Don't it, take what they tell you at face value. No. Because and, and, you're and, probably, I mean, uh, 
it's not to disparage what you know who you're talking to. Not at all. They're there to process a claim. They're there to do what they tell you. You're telling yes, them to do exactly it's in their manual for if it's Social Security, mm-hmm. if it's the IRS, all the above. Yep. Get knowledge. Get facts from people that know. Right. And and and, and we we do. We talk about this. We're we're so excited about what we've been able to do in our new office, having TFG Academy, where we can host. On a monthly basis, um, we have a quarterly schedule that I think will be soon coming out for the fall. But we can we can actually inform you, educate you, empower you, give you some items to then take action and improve things. Improve things like your ability to accumulate wealth. Improve your ability to maybe secure a successful retirement for you, maybe your spouse and your family. We we have these things in place to protect and hopefully improve the probabilities of your success. And this is just a perfect example of, of not going alone, going it alone, you know, when it's time to claim Social Security benefits. When it's time to figure something out, please use our collaborative team. You can reach us at 633-1515. Um, we have a great, great business partner um, over the last four to five years I've gotten to know, um, a gentleman named Andy Robertson. I'm going to pull Andy in and there's always a lot of talk about, um, you know, what what is the what's the difference, you know, of claiming Social Security benefits either early or later. Why not just take it early? What's the significance? What's the deal? What we found is um, between Ron and I, I mean, there are not many people that seem to know what they're doing. I mean, we get a lot of people coming to our workshops, um, anywhere from 40 to 50, sometimes 60, attending our workshops. And the things they've heard or either been told or not been told, sometimes it's staggering. When representatives of Social Security say, oh, go ahead and claim your benefit, even though you're working. Right. You go through the earnings limit, oh, you'll get it back. You yeah. don't get a lump sum check, folks, no. when you're in compliance no. with your, if you're still working. There's a lot of conditions to the rules and the yes. strategies that people, like, say they think they understand. They sort of hear a little bit of a piece of it. And then they think, oh, I just, I'm just going to paint the broad stroke. And I, it, it must be the same for me. And, and Ron and I, I know, Ron, we just talked um, uh, this past week, or maybe it was just at the end of last, there was a, a case where a, a Social Security rep basically completely flubbed the rule that was there and, and said, no, you cannot do this. And we said, together, we're saying, no, you can. And sometimes it's a matter of calling back that 800 number or going to a local office and saying, mm-hmm. listen, I'm empowered, I'm educated, I know this is available for me. The gentleman I want to bring on here, Andy Robertson. Andy, hey, thanks for joining us. Hey, Mike and Ron, how are you? Hey, Andy, how are you? I'm doing great. We're, Saturday. we're good. Bills are 2 and O, oh, 2 and O. Oh. <laughs> they, they just devastated Carolina last night. I missed it, but I, I will say <laughs> when the Patriots play the Titans, of course. <laughs> Bill's had a really good week, I guess. I, I'm, I'm obviously being facetious. Andy's up from the Boston, Massachusetts area, um, kind of like Trump getting tired of winning, I guess, right? And uh, um, the Bills had a good week. They were down in the Carolina area, I guess, doing some joint practice work. And uh, 
Yeah, they looked all right last night. I mean, the defense looks pretty solid. And it is the preseason, though. Josh Allen. I know. I always say, you know. Something to build on, but it's still <laughs> the preseason. You know what, Andy? This is it. And then we'll get to our topic. But I always say that the Bills and the Sabres, they have the best off seasons of anyone in this in the in their respective leagues. They're, they're the most exciting off seasons. It's when the seasons actually begin that things get to to be a little bit sour. <laughs> Let me say, Mike, you know, I'll speak for everybody here in New England. We're looking forward to you guys being competitive. Really? I know. It should be fun, right? I mean, we, we were beating up on you guys in the 80s and 90s pretty well. And uh, yeah. I don't know, some quarterback came along. I can't remember his name, but um, it hasn't been that, that same since. But anyway, Andy, you know, we're, we talk a lot. You know, you're really one of our close business partners from outside of this area now. And um, a, lot of, a lot of times people do come in and they – they mentioned Social Security, and I know we've been talking quite extensively of late about the, the, the true incompetence and the ignorance that many financial advisors have when it comes to claiming Social Security benefits. And I just wanted to get your thoughts and share with our audience the significance of that. How, how does that impact people's success or potential success in retirement? Yeah, well... Yeah, it's, it's a big issue, and I think it all starts with the idea that Social Security is really simple. People think all you have to do is figure out break-even, and that's how you decide when to take benefits. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of financial advisors, you know, with all due respect to them, they look at it as something that's not in their purview because they don't get paid directly uh, to provide that kind of advi- advice. But the reality is, Mike, as you know, and Ron knows, you know, Social Security – and the opportunities within the Social Security system to improve the retirement security are significant. I mean, we're seeing people reduce their capital requirements by leveraging Social Security differently, anywhere from 33 to 50% routinely. Mm-hmm. For advisors who decide to just dismiss Social Security, it's something that you know they don't know anything about and they're not really responsible for because they don't get paid for it. You know, the difference for those those clients who work with those advisors is they may find themselves you know 20 or 30 years down the road uh, running out of money. And why did they run out of money? Because the person that they got advice from today chose to ignore Social Security. So it's, it's significant. And um, I think it just comes down to, you know, the fact that a lot of folks have a difficult time recognizing that they need to put their clients first. And understanding and knowing the complexity around Social Security and the value it can bring to the planning process, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that should be table stakes if you're committed to doing the right thing for your client. Yeah, and it's it's just not good enough as an advisor to say, you know what, eh, that's not in my purview, right? I just don't know a whole bunch about that. And then what I'll often hear people have been told is they say, well, I brought it up with my current financial advisor, and they kind of said, um, well, well, you know, it really doesn't matter because if you take your benefit at 62 or 66, you just got to live to be 78. And, and in my mind, that's like basically saying, hey, Joe, you know, actually, it's about forgetting the, the congratulations on an upcoming retirement. It's like saying, Joe, uh, when do you think you're going to die? And if, if you can tell me when you think you're going to die, I'll help you claim your Social Security benefit. I mean, it's absurd. It's actually absurd to think that's how you would actually attempt to claim such a significant benefit um, with such a, a, a significant um, part of your income needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, to make that decision without really knowing. Um, you know, a lot of times too, Andy, we get a lot of people coming in and the, the first thing they think about is, I better claim because that trust fund is going to be depleted. We've heard it from 2035. Now it's maybe back to 2034. 
What what would you say about that? And, and do you think there are some ways that our our legislature can can maybe turn the tide on that? And do you think they will? I do, and I, there's a couple of things. Well, the, the first thing is I'm very convinced that Social Security is nothing more than a political football right now uh, that gets that gets kicked around and, and used to, to generate votes. But the reality is there's never been a credible source that says Social Security is going to be insolvent. What they've said is if they don't change anything, they're only going to be able to pay you 74% of the check you're currently receiving. Right. Okay. So it doesn't just go away. It's not this, um, you know, it's not as bleak. Armageddon. It's not that your check has officially stopped, even mm-hmm. though you're getting one. Right. And, and, and think about it, Ron, right? So, so Social Security is the primary income source for 76 million boomers, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say 2034 comes and we stop paying Social Security. What kind of an impact does that have on the economy? I would probably say catastrophic just to take a stab at it, but... I mean, there's, it's like you said, Andy, how are people, it's not maybe that their retirement is the typical thing you see in commercials. They bought a vineyard, they're sailing on a yacht, they just joined another country club. It's the day-to-day necessities that that mm-hmm. check these boomers are getting, they need to survive. Food for the fridge, gas mm-hmm. for their car. And like you said, what, what what's going to happen to the economy if they're not getting that check anymore? It's just, it's just not a reality. You know, the fact that the media wants to leverage it to, to, to get a click on, on, on their webpage or what have you is great. But the reality is we cannot afford economically to pull, pull the rug out from under 76 million people and their ability to consume. So, so that's not an option. I think the simple answer is they can raise the cap, right? So, so today you have people that a significant number of people whose income levels far surpass the cap who, quite, quite frankly, are more than happy to pay in at income levels higher than the 1328 mm-hmm. and they're happy to pay it in because social security is the only source of guaranteed income they have right this is this is a generation the boomers are the first of, of all of the remaining generations that are going to have to self-fund their retirement and social security is the only thing that looks and feels and smells like a pension so if somebody said to you hey you have to pay in beyond you know the income level that you're earning now or the income cap no one is going to say no if it means Social Security will be there for them because there are very few people who can have a meaningful conversation about retirement if Social Security is not part of it. Yeah. If you're just mm-hmm. tuning in, we are the financial guys, Mike Hayflick, Ron Reinstein, talking to our friend, business partner, Andy Robertson. He's a co-founder of the Corporation for Social Security Claiming Strategies, uh, for which Ron and I have have, uh, have a certification. Um, what does that mean? It means that we're just a little bit more uniquely qualified to help you Um, understand the significance um, of claiming Social Security benefits at the correct time for you. And I can't stress that enough. It's not about following some, um, I guess, cookie-cutter guide to when to do it. It's not about talking to the neighbor whose head you see above the fence in your backyard or your, your own mom's, dad's, aunt's, uncle's. It's about figuring it out for you in your household. When should you do it? And what are the significant features in terms of trying to combat the longevity that you may have, the inflation that we're all faced with, and also the taxes. I mean, Andy, we see historically low tax rates right now um, with those the tax breaks, I guess, of two years ago. They weren't as great as we'd like to see them for individuals. They were better for corporations. But with that, there could be a case to be made in good markets with low taxation to actually use some of your own wealth, right? Not not claim Social Security benefits as early as you think you should 
use up some of your wealth. That's right, Mike. And one, one of the most overlooked opportunities within the Social Security retirement system is the tax efficiencies, the retirement income plans that are more heavily weighted in Social Security receipts. So long story short is if you take a dollar of distribution out of your IRA, your 401k, mm-hmm. 100 cents on that dollar is considered taxable. When, when you have a dollar of Social Security, the maximum amount of income that would be taxed is 85 cents on the dollar. Just, just to give the audience some perspective, if we have a household where both, both spouses are fully insured and they both qualify for Social Security benefits and they're at the, you know, what I'll call the average, the average uh, primary insurance amount, mm-hmm. because Social Security is so tax efficient, if we leverage Social Security the right way, we can deliver upwards of $94,000 of tax-free income to that household. So, you know, when you start thinking about break-even and all these other things that are very rudimentary mm-hmm. analyses on when you should take benefits, what's often overlooked is Social Security's ability to continue to combat the cost of living adjustment or, or inflation, I should say, through their automatic cost of living adjustment. And the other piece is taxation. I think we all know that it's impossible to continue on the path we're on over the next 30 years. And, it, and Andy, to that point, too, that's one of the things that we really emphasize with our seminars is that, look, if you go past your, you know, your FRA, your full retirement age, you start getting not only COLAs, if they're issued, the 8% delayed earning credits. Mm-hmm. And that can start to add up, too, where, I mean, your benefit at a minimum will grow by 32%. And as you're saying, it's more tax efficient by doing so. Right. You can stack DRCs, delayed retirement credits, on top of COLAs to get significant leverage, but then on top of that, imagine if we eliminate federal tax federal taxes for somebody for the next thirty years. What's <laughs> the value of that? Yeah, it's unbelievable. And and a lot of um, a lot of what we're talking about, it, it seems so abstract, right? We're using these these terms, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of folks out there, they're not assur- they're not sure what we're talking about. And that's okay, but there is a team of people who can help you. We are here to help, to educate, to empower you to make those right decisions. And as Mike said a couple seconds ago, it's not a one-size-fits-all strategy. It is not cookie-cutter. Absolutely. There's definitely some... uh there's definitely some help that's right here in your backyard here in Western New York. Um, Andy, do you have a, do you have just another five to ten minutes? Sure. Uh, let me let me just we're coming up on a hard break, but if we can come back to you, I just want to talk about something else, a big big event that you and I and Ron are all going to be part of coming up in about a week and a half. And um, folks, if again if you're listening right now, Mike Hayflick, Ron Reinstein in for Mike and Glenn here on the Financial Guys Radio Network on WBEN. We're going to take a quick break. Um, We'll be right back. We're talking with Andy Robertson, um, our friend and business partner, and talking Social Security for just another few minutes. Um, Don't turn that dial. Welcome back. Mike Hayflick, Ron Reinstein, The Financial Guys. Uh, 
Happy to be here. A little bit of a darker Saturday here. A little bit of rain. Well, a lot of rain this morning. Well, the sun Ron. at least came out. The rain stopped. So I know. It's not I, bad. I, it's actually, I see some blue sky. Um, we needed rain. Uh, my backyard um, definitely needed it. Didn't have to water as much as we've tried to to keep the the nice, you know, the flowers on those plants and the bushes healthy. Um, the grass is so brown, too. So a little bit of rain this morning. Feeling good, though, being here. And, uh you know, we uh, we help people every day, folks, in our office. It's kind of this is the show where money meets politics, and we like to uh, to talk about the various teams that we've created with Social Security and Medicare. Um, we have folks just completely dedicated to to law enforcement. John Haberstroh and his Shield program, uh, Jay Blanchard um, and veterans and and women and wellness with Abby Gwynn and so forth and so on. We can go on and on. Um, but what we were talking about a little bit here just before the break um, was Social Security. And a real quick shout out. I know this is the the season for college students to get back to school. And um, I have a, a new college student to be in my family. I have one already here locally, Michaela, of course, and now Madison. Madison will be off to Oswego College with her great, great friend, Olivia, her friend, Madison, Kara, heading out of town as well. Good luck, folks. Everyone who has college students, good luck to my daughter, Madison. You know I love you. I'm really looking forward to the new experiences you're going to have. But hey, folks out there, um, Take care of each other. You know, kids on college campuses, do the right things. You know, make good choices. Look out for each other. Make it an experience you'll never forget. It's you not know, just about the pronouns that you want to put on your orientation name tag. No, no. It's a lot about growing up and, and trying to figure out what you're going to do with your life thereafter. So mm-hmm. parents, grandparents, if you're if you're also experiencing the, the, the feelings I am, good luck to you as well. But uh, anyway, all the college students going back soon. Um, good luck to you. Work your tails off. Come out and make a great living. Um, be a contributor like we were talking about earlier today. So um, I want to get Andy Robertson back on. Hey, Andy, thanks for holding over on that break. Um, so we were talking a little bit about advisors out there that maybe are less informed than others that just don't really have the tool bag of, of um, you know, tools to help people in a significant way with Social Security claiming. What we're going to be doing here in town, super excited to be launching a national training initiative to train advisors across the country on what we have been doing over the, say, the last three to four years. Andy, you'll be in town uh, end of August to kick this off. I'm pretty psyched. I know you are, too. I am. I am. I'm looking forward to taking our message out to the to the broader advisory community and, and having the same impact everywhere else as we've had in your market. Yeah. And you've ha- you've helped other advisors uh, to some degree do this in areas outside of the the New England area that you're in. Um, what what are some of the, the what are some of the results in terms of client results that that you've heard of? Well, I think you know consistently the re- the real result that we're focused on is is building better, more fortified plans. With ultimately, well, the ultimate goal being that we're able to do it for significantly less capital. So, mm-hmm. you know. Ron and Mike, obviously, we've talked about this extensively, but but when you look at the research that's out there about people's retirement readiness, what our clients and our prospects are consistently hearing is they've done a terrible job saving money. And what we've really discovered is it's far less about whether or not the people that you're talking to have saved enough money and more, much more about whether or not the people they're talking to 
are actually fully informed about the best ways to build a retirement income plan. So um, obviously if an advisor is more informed and more willing to embrace the complexity of Social Security as a key component to building a fortified retirement income plans, they can build plans for significantly less capital. So mm-hmm. end game, the end result for the client is they get a better, more fortified plan specifically. You know, we're, we're building plans that are 100% guaranteed, 100% inflation adjusted, 100% tax efficient. And we're taking someone who would ordinarily be considered underfunded and we're making them fully funded or in, in many instances overfunded. And we're able to show them how quantitatively we can carve off some of the capital they have that they thought they were going to need for income when they talk to other people and use it for things that are, that are, that are more um, kind of you know exciting for them, like, like legacy planning and things like that. And discretionary mm-hmm. spending, too. Yeah, discretionary spending. I mean, I, I believe that the vast majority of Americans have given up on the idea that their retirement assets could not only provide an income for them, but act as a legacy for their families because every day they're being beaten over the head with a message that they're terrible savers and they'd be lucky to make it through <laughs> retirement. And the reality is if they're working with the right people, not only will they make it through retirement, but they truly will be able to use those assets for other things that are more personal for them. Right. I, I, I think we've often talked about this theme that, that many advisors out there, some very good, don't get me wrong, a lot of really good advisors out there, they're very effective at helping people get to retirement. But then when it comes to getting through retirement, that's where there's this deficit of, of education, a lack of confidence in being able to advise people in a very highly effective way. Um, we're really excited, Andy, as you know, about our partnership. And really, like you said, just bringing this out to more of the masses, even outside of our, uh, our own communities, um, you know, using our network of representatives that we're already familiar with to, to really just help and, 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 again, create more success stories of people's retirement success, not just getting to retirement and signing those papers and saying, hey, I don't have to go to work again. It's about doing it in an effective way so that they have, like you said, a fortified plan that um, that resists those uh, or at least mitigates the risks of inflation and, and taxes and, and the longevity that we're seeing out there. Right, Mike. And I, and I think the, the simplest way to kind of explain what we're doing and what you're doing and what other people will do after the events of this course is we're turning financial advisors into retirement income specialists. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting to me. The older everyone gets, the more complex their health issues become and the more important specialists become. Well, guess what? The same thing happens when you move from working years to retirement because things become far more complex, and a generalist just isn't going to do it anymore. So so our goal through our program that we built together is to make far more advisors the specialists they need to be to deliver the kind of results their clients need. Awesome. Well, hey, you just started doing some uh, some football practices. You're coaching a team up there in the New England area. Can we can we say who the head coach of that team is? You can, yeah, sure. Ted so, Ski. go ahead. Tell us who the head coach is. I know you're helping on the offensive defensive lines. Yeah, our head, our head coach is Teddy Bruschi, former Patriot, and uh, he's a tremendous guy, and great coach. <laughs> we we have some history with. Usually, it's just he just beat us down so badly, yeah. but. Um, yeah, it's got to be a lot of fun to be coaching alongside him. I know you guys are good friends as well. And, uh, yeah, I wish you a lot of luck with that. I know we'll be in touch. But uh, thanks again on a Saturday tuning in. And um, uh, have a great Saturday. Okay, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Ron. Have a great Thanks, Andy. Have a good one. All right. Sounds good. That was Andy Robertson, one of our business partners and 
in um, really helping people with the social security income claiming decisions, big, big decisions that you might have to make. If you want to talk to Ron or me about those those types of topics, 633-1515. And um, I think we're going to just take a quick break and uh, we'll come back. We'll uh, talk about some of those other topics. I got Jim here on deck. Um, you're listening to WBEN. Do not turn that dial. We'll be right back. Alrighty, welcome back. I don't recognize that music, Frank. You need to help me out on that. I don't recognize it's that. Nothing like specific. <laughs> it's just I just look up some yeah. instrumental rock. That's music. some pretty good stuff right there. It's I just I, I can't put a name on an artist on it. But anyway, uh, if you're just tuning in, this is News Radio 930 WBN. We are the Financial Guys. Mike Hayflick and Ron Reinstein. Frank, you could always say you cut that up, and you know we want to player for the show we wouldn't know the difference <laughs> yeah, it was you last <laughs> night right in your recording studio oh of course <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm glad i cut it off right as the lyrics were coming because i don't know we maybe not <laughs> i was doing it while i was at my second job oh yeah nice. see great 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 like a moonlighting getting paid for two things i do oh boy well, anyway uh, well about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i love it hey we're gonna bring in jim jim's been on hold here um jim you got mike and ron how are you Hey, thanks for taking the call. Oh, you betcha. Yeah. How can we help you? Mentioning uh, Social Security disability here? Right. Uh, well, I just want to say first that you guys always have an entertaining show. Um, it's cutting edge on finances and uh, politics also. Thank you Thank very you. much. Uh, my question is, my son uh, is 25 years old, and due to unforeseen circumstances, he no longer can work, or at least has been told he can no longer work. Hmm. And he's going to be having to depend on SSI. Now, how does that work? I mean, does that dispense out for the rest of his life into retirement? Or I'm not quite sure. I'm older, and I like to be able to rest my mind mm -hmm. that, you know, when I die, that he's going to still be able to uh, to have, a fi have finances come in. Sure. I know uh, as we talked a little bit earlier, um, these can get – a little bit more complicated. Um, when I think of Social Security disability, of course, everyone always thinks, well, first you have to qualify, right? Apparently your son, unfortunately, is qualified for the benefits. I think it'd be safe for me to say, I don't believe he'll ever have the benefits taken away unless he becomes an able-bodied person, right? Yeah, Who the can, benefit's can, gonna can continue work. for him, Jim, although like you said, like for his, his whole life. And what'll happen is at his full retirement age, all that it's, um, Think of it this way: it's it, where the pool of money is coming from for your son's check. It just would switch over to the the normal retirement pool. So, like, if you're going to be taking it, so it's not going to, like, as Mike said, it's not going to stop coming in. You know, at a certain age or whatever, he he will still get the benefit. Mm -hmm. It's just that the pool technically changes. It's nothing that your son even has to do either. Like when he's sixty six or sixty seven, right? Whatever. And I, I think the big concern would be, will it be enough, right, Jim? Is that really, that's probably your concern. Like, can he can he just live on the benefit he's currently getting, maybe with some cost of living adjustments along the way? There are some earnings allowances for people like him. And I, I know you said he won't work. I, I guess we'd have to talk off the air about to what extent, you know, to what extent could he work at all? And if he wanted to work to certain limits and could, 
would it affect those Social Security disability limits? And I believe the number is somewhere in the $1,200 a month range that people are allowed to still make some earnings. Um, again, this would be a, a just a prime case of, of calling us, coming in, or even getting on a call with us at our office, and let us just hash through some of the more, you know, the more, I guess, finite details of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you could reach us at our office, though, at 633-1515. If you're willing to do that, Ron and I will, uh, again, leave no stone unturned to try to figure out um, what kind of future your son has in terms of getting these benefits. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, he has worked since he was 16. Mm-hmm. He was 25, and unfortunately now he finds himself in this uh, predicament or circumstance. Yeah. God, um, and they, he was told that he could work part-time mm-hmm. um, to his ability. Right, mm-hmm. right. And, and then, you know, so to his own physical, mental ability, but also then to what degree before disability payments might not come anymore, right? Because yeah. You're breaking some some rules. And on that's that. like Mike was saying, that twelve hundred dollar limit a month and I'm starting it and Mike is too, where people make more than the twelve hundred dollars because if you take twelve hundred dollars times twelve, then mm-hmm. people are like, Okay, if I center that limit, I'm gonna be all right with, you know, not violating it. And they're finding now that Social Security is coming back and saying, well, you made too much in these three months, mm-hmm. even though you're well below that annual cap. So it's we're working on that with people too, but like it's as you said, like if you can work, that it helps. Mm-hmm. But you have to stay under that earnings limit. Absolutely, Jim. Thanks for calling in. Hey, don't don't turn the dial, Jim, because we have a, a, another one of our partners um, based out of Rochester, New York. He's going to be talking a little bit about, um, I think, some some kind of uh, you know some some topics that I think fall in line with what what your concerns might be. Okay, so. Thanks again for calling in, and uh, you know, good luck with your son. I, I really hate to hear stories like that. I mean, he's way, way, way too young to feel like he's now got limitations on him. So good luck with that. Okay, Jim? Thank you, guys. You betcha. Thank you. All right. Yeah, these are, uh, these are. I mean, first of all, they're heart-wrenching types of, of um, situations. I mean, let's face mm-hmm. it, it. It often, you know, the, the situations often transcend the financial situation. Yes. And and it's awful to hear those things, especially when you're talking about your children. Um, what I want to do, I, I, I just got a little bit, I guess, a little bit more um, in line with what, what our next uh, caller um, is doing. And Phil, Phil Provenzano is one of our new partners out of the Rochester, New York area. I want to bring Phil in. Um, Phil, hey, thanks for waiting. I saw you drop off, I think, and then you're back. <laughs> All right, yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I know if I'm out driving in certain parts of Elma, certain areas, um, suddenly I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Did they hear anything I just said for two minutes? And uh, you, you find you're in a dead spot or something. But, hey, Phil, so we had a chance to talk a little bit yesterday. And um, I think, you know, we, I guess I could say we were both really fired up about some opportunities of helping people, helping people in significant ways on the Social Security end of things, but also on the health insurance Medicare side. And I know in our office, um, as we said earlier, it's such a collaborative office now where I often find my own clients in the office and I'll say, geez, I didn't think I was meeting with you. But they know they're saying, oh, no, I'm we- meet with Brian or Brian or Lynn or I'm meeting with Ron about um, Ron Wasco about Medicare or, or now people like you, Phil. Um, so what's going on out there? And uh, what do you think about just the use of Medicare and health insurance strategies to, to again, you, you know, sort of fortify people's retirement. How does it all fall up, fall in line like that? Well, it, it's, uh, it's funny. I'm listening as I'm, as I'm sitting here on the phone, and everything that you guys are talking about is something 
something that I feel as though every advisor should really be doing for their clients. Now, obviously, that's a little bit uh, biased opinion, but I, I'm, I'm more in line. What I mean by that is, is for the client's perspective, because mm-hmm. if we're not taking these things into perspective, for example, healthcare and the rising healthcare, how that factors into your plan, mm-hmm. your Social Security planning, how all that comes into a, a full-fledged holistic plan is, is, is really, if we're not doing that as advisors, mm-hmm. actually, in my opinion, and I know that you share the sentiment, mm-hmm. we're actually doing them a disservice. So no doubt. It, there's some neglect even. I mean, I, I, I hate to even use that word. You know, you think neglect it, but but you really are. You you know, you can't just focus on wealth accumulation. You've got to focus on distribution of the wealth, the harvesting of your own wealth. But but we always talk about the idea that income needs to at least equal those expenses on the other side of the the scale. And you really help people with the expense side by by really optimizing what what plans they can use, but also at the most affordable uh, prices. Well, yeah. Let me give you. I love a, I love actual real life examples. I'm going to give you a real life example that happened at our office. Obviously, we won't share names, but mm-hmm. advisors Ron Wasco mm-hmm. um, had one of his clients in the office, and he he was obviously interacting with him in along the financial guy's um, perspective, you know. But we had set up a date and a time for us to get together. And if, if Ron wouldn't have taken the initiative as a full-fledged uh, holistic advisor mm-hmm. and, and reach out to me to speak to this individual, his financial plan for this gentleman would have not only been inaccurate, it would have been detrimental that his, ex, his expenses mm-hmm. after doing uh, what, what I do from the Medicare perspective and healthcare perspective after running all of his prescriptions, <laughs> his premiums, everything into our system and realizing that his potential monthly costs were going to be in the thousands of dollars. And, if, and, and Ron, if Ron wouldn't have done that, he would have performed a, a financial plan that, that, for argument's sake, would have been... It wouldn't have been successful. No. Because of the, like you're just mentioning, Phil, the outflow of expenses for this gentleman's you know, health care that he needs after he retired... And meeting with you to say, like, here's how we can do it in the most cost-efficient manner so you don't run out of money. Exactly. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't mean that you have to be the the specialist of that area. I mean, we can't all wear the many, many, many hats that people might require of us. But what we can do is collaborate. We can acknowledge and build the team of specialists and then use each other. And we do this all the time. I know in our own office, Jay Blanchard um, as many, many people in our area know, is one of our you know, leaders, and I, I say that, with, I wish I had a stronger word for that, but he's truly one of the leaders in our organization, um, and he's really made it a calling of sorts to assist veterans and widows of veterans in Western New York and even outside of Western New York. Um, what other what other things are going on on the veterans benefit side, Phil? So, and again, guys, I could do this all day because there's so much misinformation and lack of education in this category. Um, but along the veterans line, it's, it's absolutely just phenomenal. So um, a lot of the veterans, the first thing that we meet a veteran, the first thing that they say, and, and almost verbatim is, I'm all set, I have veterans benefits. <laughs> and again, for the most part, they are what I like to refer to as, as, as accurate. I'm not going to say that that's mm-hmm. not true. But some of the veterans 
don't know how their benefits work, meaning mm-hmm. based on service credits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So not every veteran is the same. So we created a piece, a, a, a marketing piece, to demonstrate to these veterans that, that two is better than one. And what I mean by that is you're allowed to actually participate in a Medicare Advantage or Medicare Supplement Plan while being on veterans' benefits. And, and the reason why I, I use that Medicare strategy is for, is for one reason. I, I can't guarantee that one drug or one service Mm-hmm. is going to be cost-effective under the veterans' um, situation. Now, we all have our political opinions of why the veteran systems is the way that it is, but mm-hmm. not get into that right now. But the fact of the matter is, is that if I have a, a, a client that's a veteran and he goes and gets a prescription drug, well, if I can save him by, by using that, that uh, my Medicare Advantage plan, mm-hmm. he can get that drug for free, but he goes over to the veterans and it's $9.00. Does it make sense to come over and utilize a Medicare Advantage plan and, and get a free drug? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and the sad part is, is that I, I'm going to use the word us. So advisors, and I, I, mm-hmm. I'm definitely not including ourselves in this, but other advisors around are not doing that. They're not going the extra mile right. and explaining to these veterans. They're stopping at, I have veterans benefits, I'm all set, and they walk away. However... Again, we're doing them a disservice because, let's face it, every hospital, every specialist mm-hmm. doesn't accept veterans' benefits. So if you want to go to the best neurosurgeon in America and that gentleman doesn't have to be at a veterans' network, mm-hmm. well, maybe you want to go to Buffalo General. And because of our veteran system, which, again, I don't think is the right thing, but because they cannot do that, mm-hmm. It's my recommendation, both personally, personally and professionally, get a Medicare Advantage. Two is better than one, and sure. you can jump on a zero plan, and it's free. Yeah, and it, I mean, and it's it's free for them in terms of out of pocket cost. It's also uh, free in terms of getting your consultation. It's it's a, it's a complimentary consultation, and it's also if you do choose to do something through one of the independent um, AHIP certified agents um, for Medicare, or if you haven't even reached the Medicare age of the you know the typical tw- uh, sixty five years old, you might be able to help them with other health insurance. Um, that they might need to secure, like like the veterans, they they're not all sixty five and older, and um, I, you know I I do I I just feel like it's just a layering of services that we can often reveal to people, and I think that's exactly what you can do and and to help. Anything else there, Phil? We're coming up on the top of the hour. No, just one more quick thing. You know, a lot sure. of stuff that that, that what we, we do. You know, completing an application, figuring out what Medicare plan that we're going to um, complete is really not where we. We shine. I feel as though our organization is really detailed, really thorough. There are free financial assistance programs that are that are out there for these um, people that are of Medicare age, but also people that are not of Medicare age, just regular um, hmm. dads that have five or six kids. Mm-hmm. There are financial assistance programs that these hospital networks have that are free that you can get significant assistance, and I mean 100% assistance, and make a really good income. No kidding. So yeah, we need to get people in touch with this, and it's really is just an imag. It's all about educating, empowering people with the right resources, and uh, hopefully, just I, I I always think of it as like let's reduce your anxiety as you get up every day, and you you know we all try to battle through each day. So uh, Phil, can't thank you enough um, for calling in on a Saturday, and uh, 
thanks for everything you're doing, and I know we're going to run into you at the office this week. So thanks, buddy. Thanks, Phil. Thank you, guys. All right, you got it. That was Phil Provenzano in our Rochester, New York area. And, uh, you know, just, you know, again, it's about helping people, folks. It's about waking up and helping people. And I know we started the show just talking a little bit about Jeffrey Epstein, some of the liberals and the the division they want to create um, because that's their – their way of thinking they can win elections instead of really taking into account households across America, what's working, what's not, trying to fix things, not just turning it into political theater all the time. Um, Ron, this has been fun. We're coming up on the top of the hour. I can't even believe this. Well, thanks for having me today, Mike. Yeah, it was a great it. time. Um, I, I was joking with Mike Sparaza earlier about um, you know creating a Mike's deck repair. I had to repair a few you know pieces of wood on my deck. Um, what Lomas told me once after doing a thing like this, he says, Mike, let's face it, this isn't what we're meant to do. You're, you're meant to be behind your desk with a bunch of papers and a computer. And I, I can vouch for that. I am a little sore. That is not my my thing. But, but you six, got it done. But I got it done. I got it done. So anyway, Mike Hayflick, Ron Reinstein, happy to be filling in for the guys. Um, don't forget, next week um, we have Russ Thompson. We have, let's see, Carl Palladino, David DiPietro. Uh, thanks to all of our special guests today, including Glenn Wiggle calling in. Um, Esther, the tax lady, and her team is up next. Uh, for Ron Reinstein, this is Mike Hayflick. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Stay listening to News Radio 930 WBEM.